In today's message, our senior pastor, McGray DeVega, is gonna be talking about baptism. Now, if you're not a Christian, that might be a churchy word to you. Maybe you've seen videos on Instagram of a friend or a famous person getting baptized, or they get dunked underwater, and then they come back up and they're hugging everybody. And you might be wondering, whoa, getting dunked underwater, uh, that's scary. That's something that we used to do to prank people in the pool. I didn't know it was a spiritual thing. And then do they just sit through the rest of the service dripping wet? Like these are all questions you probably have. I've had them before. I've never been dunked in baptism. I've just had water sprinkled on my head. Nevertheless, I'm probably digressing. For today's message though, I wanna encourage you to actually get a bowl of water in front of you as you're watching this message. It doesn't have to be this big, it can just be a tiny glass of water even. Because at the end of the message, our senior pastor, McGray De Vega, is gonna lead us through a remembrance of our baptism. Now, if you're not baptized, you might be thinking, well, this has nothing to do with me, and it may not. But if you've been feeling an inkling of God moving in your life, or maybe you've just been spiritually curious, this just might be the message you need to hear. Because baptism is a way for you to acknowledge the spirituality that you've always felt in your life and connected to something physical and tactile. So at the end of the sermon, McGray is gonna lead us through a little liturgy that'll help us connect that water to our own spiritual needs and our own spiritual longing. So check out this message and I'll be back at the end of it to give you some next steps that you can take. Let's pray together. Oh God, open our eyes to empathy, curiosity, and humility that we might be generous and compassionate toward others and ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't remember anything about my baptism. I was only seven months old at the time. I've heard stories from my parents about how it went, August 23rd, 1973, in a Presbyterian church outside Pensacola, Florida. I know who was there, my parents, my Aunt Allen, who attended that church, my Uncle Hernan, my Aunt Zenaida, my godparents. I don't remember being there, just like many of us don't remember our own baptisms, but that's okay. The thing is, I'll admit that I think even less on a daily basis about what my baptism means and why it's important. I suspect that's true for all of us. It's human nature, I suppose. When I was married, my wife and I didn't spend every morning thinking about our wedding day and reviewing our marriage vows over a cup of coffee. Before I get into the car each day to drive to work, I don't get out my driver's ed handbook and review the rules of the road. And before I get up to preach every Sunday, I don't recite again my ordination vows that I made 25 years ago. In all these examples, these aren't vows that I recite each day. I just try to live into them the best I can. But every once in a while, it's important to remember them. So it is with our baptismal vows. Whether we recited them ourselves when we were baptized, or they were taken on our behalf by our parents. And even if you have not yet been baptized yourself and are on a spiritual journey like the rest of us, it's important to have a day like today, to recall the day that Jesus was baptized and to recommit ourselves to our baptismal vows. This is particularly timely given that this first worship series of the year is titled, You Are Not Alone, which is about strengthening relationships and community in the face of loneliness. 
Sally did a great job last week unpacking the felt need for this series, which is the widespread condition of loneliness that many are feeling, including many of us. So today we'll discover just how our baptism reminds us that none of us are alone. When Jesus emerged from the waters of his baptism, Mark says that three things happened. God divided, God descended, and God declared. First of all, God divided. Literally, Mark says that the heavens were torn apart, using a word that echoes some of the most powerful acts of God in the entire Bible. Think about how God divided the waters in creation. God parted the waters of the Red Sea. God separated the waters of the Jordan River when the Israelites were crossing into the Promised Land. And here, in that very same Jordan River, God tore apart the heavens, inaugurating a, a breakthrough moment for Jesus and for all of us. Whether you realize it or not, at the time of your baptism, God tore something open in your life to reveal who you really are in God's eyes. God, God tore something open to reveal the beauty of your true identity. You know, as you and I go through life, we come to realize that there are many things we can choose to turn to, to form our identity. And in this epidemic of loneliness, many of us have discovered that while we may seem more connected to each other than ever before, we also feel more disconnected from people than ever before. Preacher David Lose offers a helpful distinction between affirmation and acceptance. He said, we turn to many things for affirmation these days. Social media likes and comments, external acknowledgement of our achievements, aligning ourselves with prestigious groups or winning teams or thriving communities. We want to feel like a winner, so we associate with those who help us feel that way. But what we really long for is not affirmation, it's acceptance. Not a kind of acceptance where we have to fit in by changing who we are in order to be accepted, but an acceptance that is unconditional, without merit or achievement. And that's why remembering our baptism is so important because in baptism, God divides and tears apart all of the false pathways toward acceptance and points us to God who loves us and accepts us unconditionally. It's an idea that's echoed by our dear friend, Reverend Bernie Leaving, who often said in a baptism class that his favorite definition of baptism is this. He says, when God baptizes someone, God is saying in that moment, you are mine. I created you. I made you in my image. The world is going to try to get its hands on you, but I'm not going to let them. I am claiming you as my own. That is the breakthrough that you need to hear today. Regardless of all that you might turn to to help you feel accepted, God tears open the walls that might prevent you from experiencing God's unconditional acceptance 
of who you are. And then after God divides, God descends. God came down to Jesus in the form of a dove, the symbol of the Holy Spirit, in a beautiful convergence of all three persons of the Trinity, God the Father in heaven, God the Son in the waters, and God the Holy Spirit descending on him. When you were baptized, not only did God break open the walls that separate you from God's love, God also sent the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this means that no matter what you go through in your life, the Holy Spirit is always with you to guide you, to encourage you, to teach you how to pray, to show you how to live the holy life, how to discover your giftedness, and how to strengthen you to serve and love other people. And most of all, it is because of the Holy Spirit that you can always remember that God is with you and that you are not alone. I mean, think about the story of Noah and the flood. In those moments when you feel alone, for whatever reason, imagine a dove descending from the sky and landing in front of you. And imagine being like Noah and his family, feeling all alone after 40 days in the ark, pummeled, frightened by unprecedented storms. And imagine the sight of a dove flying toward you, carrying an olive branch, signaling to you that the worst is over, that there is dry land again, and this is a new chapter of hope and opportunity for you. When God descended on Jesus like a dove, it was a visible and unmistakable reminder to him that in everything he would experience in his life, he would not be alone. I mean, even in the next chapter of Mark's gospel, when Jesus would be immediately whisked away into the wilderness for his temptation by the devil, the Holy Spirit would be with him, guiding him every step of the way. Finally, after God divided, God descended, we hear the declaration of God to Jesus. You are my son, whom I love, in whom I well, am well pleased. You know, Jesus, Jesus had not really done anything yet. He had not performed any miracle. He had not uttered any profound teaching. It would be years before he would sacrifice his own life and die on the cross. Jesus had done nothing yet to make any public claim of being the Messiah. Nonetheless, God declared unconditional love for his son. You need to know that no matter what you have done or failed to do, no matter how lonely or disconnected you may feel, there is nothing you need to do to be accepted by God or accepted in this church community. God's declaration to Jesus is God's declaration to you. You are God's child, God loves you, and God is very pleased with you. So, God divided the walls of false identity and false acceptance that contribute to your loneliness. God descended like a dove so that the Holy Spirit could always be with you. And God declares in no uncertain terms that you are loved and you are not alone. That's why we gather together today with Christians around the world in remembering our baptism and recommitting ourselves to our baptismal vows. In a moment, we will reaffirm our vows, claiming once again 
our profession of faith in Jesus, our renunciation of sin, and our commitment to be in community together. And then we will touch the water. Water is the most common substance on earth, the most common substance in our bodies, and it's the source of all living things. The water we will touch is just in itself ordinary water, but it's made extraordinary because of what God does through it. It'll remind you that you are loved by God, loved by others, loved by all of us here at this church, and never really alone. Years ago, here at the church, I was talking one night with a woman named Stephanie. She gave me permission to share her story with you. She told me that in a few days she was going to the hospital for a significant surgical procedure. We chatted for a while about what she was feeling, about the concerns she had about the procedure and the recovery, about what might go wrong and what might happen if it did. She shared with me that while she was in a place of general peace about what would happen and that her faith in God would be strong enough to sustain her, she did ask me for a favor. Sure, anything, I said. She responded, would you mind helping me remember my baptism? I was deeply moved. Of course, I said. I went into the kitchen and returned with a simple bowl of water. We bowed for a prayer. I recited the baptism liturgy the best I could, much, much of the same prayer that we will share together in a few moments. I shared with her the reminder of how God has used the symbol of water throughout history to demonstrate God's power and God's presence. And then I asked her to touch that water, remembering that she was a baptized, claimed, and loved child of God. She touched it with her fingers and then on her forehead and made the sign of the cross. I remember thinking afterwards that only in the context of Christian community could she learn such vocabulary as the remembrance of baptism and draw such meaning from it in her time of need. Only in the story of her own salvation could she find echoes of a God who was always, always with us, even in the midst of hopelessness and in surprising acts of grace. Friends, your baptism is a gift from God. It's not just a singular moment in time from your past. It's an enduring reminder of how God loves you, how God will always be by your side, no matter what you face. And it is a reminder of how we in this church are together as one, loving each other, loving all, as a community of love and support, and that none of us are ever really alone. Let's pray together. God, thank you for the gift of baptism in which you show us who we really are, loved and redeemed, and called to love others. Empower us on this day to remember our baptism and to renew our commitment to love. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I invite you to have your container of water in front of you now and respond to the words on the screen as part of our baptism liturgy. And then I will invite you to remember your baptism by touching that water. You may choose to Simply scoop the water up and watch it fall into the bowl as you envision God's grace flowing into your life. You may choose to touch it and make the sign of the cross on your forehead 
or on your hand as you remember the love that Jesus has for you. Or you may simply wish to take the water and use it to wash over your forehead and face as a remembrance of the grace of God that covers you and keeps you. And even if you've not yet been baptized, we invite you to participate in this moment that it might be one more step in your spiritual journey that might lead to your baptism someday. So let us join in remembering our baptism. Siblings in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. And so friends, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin? If so, please say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, please say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? If so, please say, I do. And according to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? If so, please say, I will. And now let us affirm our faith as we recite together the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying together, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray together. Eternal God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and you brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. And after the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. And when the time was right, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit, and he called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection to make disciples of all nations. And so, O oh God, pour out your Holy Spirit, and by this gift of water, call to our remembrance the grace declared to us in our baptism. For you have washed away our sins and you clothe us in righteousness throughout our lives, that dying and rising with Christ, we may share in his final victory. And so, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
I invite you now to remember your baptism and be very grateful. And let all God's people say, amen. I hope you found this message helpful. I hope that maybe for you, there's something about this water that connected to you in a deeper way than it ever had before. If you wanna explore that connection a little bit more, you can go to hydeparkumc.org baptism, where you can find out more about how to just talk to a pastor about possibly getting baptized or remembering your own baptism in a public way, getting to connect that act with yourself and with God's work in your life. You can also go to the notes section below where you'll find next steps, you'll find reflection questions, you'll find ways to get connected into small groups and connect more throughout this series. We're so glad you joined us. We hope we'll see you next week. I'm Matt Hotho, take care.